Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Daily Sports Talk Show. No one has now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Hello, everybody. Welcome in. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Maybe you're watching SWX Montana Television. No matter how you're tuning in, thanks so much for being here. Hot day in Missoula. I know it's beautiful across the state of Montana. Tough day on this end. Had a funeral earlier this morning. But as I said, uh, in my remembrance of one of my great friends and brothers, uh, it's the circle of life. And seeing all the little kids there and the, the joy that they brought, it was a good gathering to be together with everybody. And now I have two fine ladies to cheer me up. Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops with Krista Redpath will continue Elisa Smith in studio. I guess Elisa Failer now. I, I still know you as Elisa Smith. You know That's what I remember. I, it's funny because I covered Elisa when she was in uh, college here at Montana for the Lady Grizz. That was when I was first starting out in newspapers. And I've seen you guys throughout the years, but I still think of you most as a Lady Grizz, even though a lot of people around here probably actually think of you as, like, Coach Failer now, working out there at Failer Sports Specific. So thanks for being here. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Uh, we'll get to a whole bunch of stuff with Lisa here in just a minute. Uh, and then we're also going to have uh, some fun in hour number two as well. Our good friend Carolyn, Chicka doesn't know sports. Uh, she'll swing by to hang out with us here to get the uh, second hour started, and we'll talk some NFL and, of course, some uh, Big Sky Conference stuff. Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops, the Where Are They Now series, we've been highlighting uh, former standout Big Sky Conference basketball players. It's been Montana heavy, I know. I know there's a lot of Lady Grizz fans out there that are saying, keep it Montana heavy. Heard from some Bobcat people, too, saying, are we ever have some cats on the show? They know uh, it's coming, Colter. They know it's coming, and we have a whole bunch of great Montana State standouts and even uh, – 
young ladies that stood out in the Big Sky Conference, not from the Montana schools, uh, before this series is all said and done. And, I mean, who are we kidding? Chris is going to be around for a long time. We're going to keep doing these for, for a while here. Uh, this week, though, it's presented by Northern Rockies Orthopedic. Northern Rockies Orthopedics offers state-of-the-art musculoskeletal care. How'd I do? You did very well. <laughs> you did very well. <laughs> Provided by doctors who have completed not only their orthopedic surgeon training, but also have per- pursued fellowship training in their areas of orthopedic subspecialization. All of the physicians are board certified or eligible in orthopedic surgery. In addition to their team doctors, NOR also has five non-physician practitioners and eight orthopedic trained physical therapists. I know, Chris, I know you've dealt with uh, Northern Rockies orthopedic before as an athlete. I know you had a a knee injury in college, right? I did. I blew my knee twice, actually. Two consecutive blows. So you are familiar with orthopedics. I I have learned so much about this from my athlete friends, but you have some experience with Northern Rockies. I do. Uh, Dr. Schutte did both of my surgeries. So the first time I blew it, uh, rehabbed, put my brace back on, and took a cut and blew it again seven months later. So went back to back, took a medical redshirt year, came back, did a cadaver the second time, and came back four months after and played my senior season and it was good went over to Europe after so I have to say it still held up I just had a great book idea finding a handful of doctors from small towns like Missoula that worked in a community like this that had a, a university of the big time sports program, right? Because how many people could Dr. Shoot? I mean, he's obviously can't tell the specifics of the patient. That would be a HIPAA violation. But you know what I'm saying? Like, how, there's so many people around here that said, oh, Dr. Shooty did by knee, you know, or, or Dr. Stainer. I mean, they have so many great docs over there. What was interesting about that year is every two months, someone blew their knee. It was right. eerie that year. It was the is the one year that we were at Sentinel High School. Right. Uh, just tons of injuries I mean that, for the Lady Grizz that year. Coach Selvig, Robin Selvig, who, by the way, uh, helped us debut this series. If you want to check out his awesome interview, uh, you certainly can on the Nuanas Now podcast. But he said of his 38 years coaching, the only one where he was ever truly miserable was that one. Because Dahlberg Arena was being remodeled, multiple crazy injuries. You're playing at Sentinel High School. I believe that was the only year in 38 years you had a losing season, right? I, I think so, actually. I don't even, I was on the bench for that one, but it was <laughs> that's right, that's a, right. a, a very weird year. Uh, probably fueled you guys, though, right? I it mean, did. We came back the next year, won the conference. And went to the NCAA tournament, yes, right? Didn't yes. you go to the NCAA tournament four years in a row after that? We did. Yeah. Um, and we had gone almost five years prior to that. So it was just that weird year smacked in the middle there that just was. Interesting. is now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television, or maybe you're watching on the ESPN Montana app. You can also always stream the show on our station website, 1029ESPN.com. And if you want to be a part of the show, you want to call, text, you have questions, comments about this Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops, Where Are They Now series, or anything else, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. All guests will join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. Um, before we get into the, the here and now with uh, Miss Elisa smith Failer, Krista, you look very nice today and uh, not uh, not as quite as hot of an outfit. Last week you had some pants on and I was feeling bad for you. But I know. Clover's done a great job of clothing me for this uh, Where Are They Now series this summer, but I'm wearing all velvet today. So get into Clover because they have a great velvet selection. Um, check them out. Well, Elisa, I haven't seen you in a little while. Last time I saw you, I think, was when I came out to your guys' place and you and Steve showed me around. Uh, She's married to Stephen Failer, if you hadn't been following along, a former Grizz tight end, good buddy of mine back in our college days. Uh, So how's things going out there? I mean, this is a very cool pursuit. And when you guys first started this, sort of a labor of love, and now here you are. And, I mean, this is like an amazing place that it's a pretty well-known establishment in Missoula. I'm proud of you. It's super cool. Yeah, things are going 
Well, we're staying really busy on both sides, both the basketball side and the weight room side. Um, it's been kind of nice having some summer hours, getting off a little bit earlier because in the school year we're working pretty much just around the kids' schedules. So, um, yeah, it's been awesome. The kids have been working hard, and it's pretty special to know that the success of our business really relies on the work ethic of athletes. So um, that's a pretty special feeling, honestly. But, yeah. Those, those athletes are motivated exactly. by you and your husband as well. Well, though. that's true. It's so fitting because when you think of both you and Steven as athletes, that mm-hmm. is definitely one of the ways I would have described you as hardworking. And so it must be a joy for you to sort of pass that on. Yeah, it's been a huge joy um, to see kind of our work ethic. Well, we have the opportunity to instill the work ethic that we had as athletes in these young athletes as well. And um, we certainly couldn't do it without a great staff around us too, you know, Um we obviously own the business and run the business, but we have some really great um, staff members at the moment, and um, that I think is awesome for the kids too. So, how do you balance it though? Because um, certainly you guys had intrinsic, or that was part of your nature, right? Mm-hmm. Not everybody's wired the same way, right? And it probably is frustrating for you when someone maybe isn't wired like that. How, how do you kind of balance that? Because that's, that's a challenge for a lot of coaches. Yeah, I think that it's really challenged both Stephen and I as coaches to figure out not every kid learns the same way. And so understanding maybe when one one thing we say doesn't necessarily click with a certain athlete, knowing that maybe we have to try a different way or say it a different way, or um, there's some athletes we can get on pretty hard and they respond well. And then there's some athletes we have to be a little bit gentler, like a little more gentle with. And I feel like um, that's been kind of an interesting thing. And I feel like I, since being becoming a mother too, I've really... <laughs> maybe softened up a little bit. Sure. And changes perspective. Yeah, it definitely changes perspective. And um, I think I've been able to do maybe a better job of that, um, recognizing when an athlete needs to, um, needs a little extra TLC, if that makes sense. I, I was I was teasing Bobby Houck about this dynamic at the Big Sky kickoff this last week. Yeah. I, I was saying, do, do you feel like, you know, maybe you have a little bit more patience with your guys because you have a son of this age now. And he, of course, he was digging his heels in saying, no, it's always been the same way, but you can definitely <laughs> tell. But congratulations. Last time I saw you, I think you had just like a one-year-old maybe. Now you have two kiddos. Yes. So give people the family update. Um, I have a, we have a three-and-a-half-year-old son. His name's Lincoln. And then we have almost a 10-month-old little girl who, um, her name is Jacelyn. So um, her name's actually Jacelyn Jess, and we named her after Jace Henderson and Jesse Sims, and we actually call her JJ a lot. So, um, yeah, Lincoln and Jacelyn are best friends, are becoming best friends, and that's probably my favorite part of being a mom right now. So That's so impressive. And so you actually coached with Jace this last weekend. Why yes. don't you update us all and all the listeners and viewers about your coaching day? Yeah. And this last weekend you're in California. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been coaching a, um, a travel team for the last five years and Jace has, she actually coached with me in the very beginning, not the very first year, but maybe the second year of failure hoops. And, um, she, decided to coach with me again this year. And I really feel like together we were able to, lots of brainstorming, lots of visiting, and lots of um, lots of time just putting into this team in general. Or I had two, we had two teams. We had a almost an incoming freshman team, um, and then we had a high school team. And we had a blast. I mean, our teams played 
so well. Um, probably the best team basketball I have had the privilege privilege of coaching and just a really great group of parents as well, which is something that I kind of like to pride myself on because it's not just about playing basketball, but it's about the bigger picture, being a good kid, being a good student, um, and having fun. And that's, we did that. We had a great time on the court, a great time off the court. We took them to the beach. Um, we were going to do an amusement park, but we decided too many basketball games in a short amount of time and they were exhausted. But Jason and I had a great time. Um, I honestly couldn't have asked for a better way to kind of end our time together because um, she is gone now. She's <laughs> moved from Missoula and now she's in Nebraska. Um, and We wish her well. That's a great yeah, opportunity for her. Absolutely. Will you continue with this same group of athletes, Elisa, or how do um, you get on a team yeah. that you coach or have an opportunity to try out, or how does this work? Yeah, you know, um, mostly I've been able to take from kids I've trained with me, but I have kind of hand-selected just by watching kids play. I haven't hosted any tryouts yet um, just because I haven't felt the need to, um, but we are losing five seniors this year. Um, so I'll be looking to fill in, uh, you know, a handful of spots on our top team. Um, but I guess it kind of just depends on the year. I haven't had, I haven't had the chance to host tryouts. I don't know if I will do that or not, but. We're on Big Sky Women's Hoops. Chris Redpath, our Big Sky Conference women's analyst, joining us here uh, in studio, as is Alisa Smith, now Alisa Failer. And uh, talking all things, updates on her. This summer series will uh, air each Thursday uh, during the 4 o'clock hour. So thanks so much for tuning in. Nuan is now here on ESPN Radio. Alisa, when you were a player, uh, those teams, those Lady Grizz teams, were they personified great team play. Mm-hmm. Compare and contrast. When, when you're coaching a team and you're seeing them mm-hmm. you know, see it and play together, what's, the, what's it like you know, compared to when you're doing that at, at, on the floor yourself? Um, I would say it's been kind of interesting. I feel like being a team player was always something that kind of came naturally for me. And so I will say that's been a little bit of a challenge as a coach, just trying to figure out how to help kids understand what that means. Um, And it is kind of an interesting dynamic because we tend to take you know, I tend to have a group of players that tend to be the best players at their high school or one of the top players at their high school. Sure. So taking a bunch of kids and it's kind of like college, I guess. When you get to college, you're playing with all the best players or the kids that were the best at their high schools. Um, I wouldn't say, you know, that's always necessarily the case with our team, but um, I will say that we've been kind of just making an extra pass and congratulating a teammate and being genuinely excited for someone when they do something well. And um I think that that's just something that comes easy for some people and maybe just something that's not necessarily, you know, something they know how to do. So a lot of that was probably emulated by Robin Selvig, too, Mm -hmm. because he had a knack for being able to put people in various positions. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about him. He's been a um, consistent reference on the show (laughs) because of his players. And we all have that in common. Mm -hmm. But I'm sure that some of that is learned as well. Definitely. I would agree. Yeah. The. uh just the dynamic of getting girls to come together. How do you battle modern day basketball culture? Because we think about this and we talk about this all the time around here. The NBA, a lot of those guys are not setting the greatest example in terms of what it means to be selfless. A lot of selfish personalities. And it seems like at so many different levels of basketball, the number one goal is the individual moving up a mm-hmm. level, right? Whether right. it's making varsity or mm-hmm. going from varsity to college, going mm-hmm. from college to become a pro. And I, I feel like some so often the it's emphasized to kids that the best way to do that is to score 25 points a game. 
And I remember watching you. You never tried to score 25 points per game. But was, you're always one of the best players on the court because you could see it so well. How do you sort of battle that? Because I think the kids are getting fed this narrative like, hey, I need to go win the scoring championship if I want to go to college. But that's not true at all. You can win multiple Big Sky Conference championships without really ever having a scorer's mentality. Yeah, you know, I think that there's a couple different pieces to that. Um, I definitely think that that is an issue and it is something that is hard. Uh, but I think that reminding them that, you know, when we go to these recruiting tournaments in the summer, you know, there's a handful of kids on our team that might play college basketball. There's some of them that maybe they just want to be the best high school player they can be. And, sure. and to play on my team, you don't have to have a desire of playing. For sure. But the goal is to give them the opportunity to if they want. Right, right. And so um, for the kids that want that opportunity, reiterating that when those college coaches are on the sidelines, they're not looking at they're not keeping stats. They're not looking for at sure. how many how many points everybody's, you know, they're 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 looking for who's going to point to their teammate when they make a great pass, who's going to, you know, get, give a high five on the way yeah. down and also maybe evaluating them when they're on the bench. And that's something that I always try to reiterate to our girls that you're not just being evaluated on what you're doing when you're on the court, but you know, when you're off the floor too, are you the best bench player there is on the on the on the bench? Right. How do you handle adversity? Right. How do you handle it when you're not playing well? And how do you respond? And um, I like to remind my kids that basketball is a game of mistakes, and that um, you know the scoreboard's not a reflection of your self worth. And so that's something that I like to I try to reiterate over and over again. I definitely think that all of our kids bought into that, which is why we we went eight and one in California last week, so and then cool. our younger team went three and one. So um, it was pretty fun to see every single one of them. Every single one of them played well and yeah. everyone scored and everyone passed and everyone you know bought in on defense I mean I don't think we played more than two possessions of man, of zone defense wow. which I was really proud of just because I love man-to-man -man. I feel like that's a chance to kind of showcase how well you play as a team um, certainly there's some great zone defenses too and there's a time and a place for it but for these guys in particular I think some of them were being evaluated on how well they could defend which well, is awesome and you have you have some studs now too I saw some of the pictures there's some young yeah. ladies in those pictures that yeah. you're already hearing about so I mean what do you think of the talent level just in general because you've been able to coach a lot of Montana girls now yeah. and uh, Montana's always had great talent but you're, you're kind of front and center on the, the talent in western Montana yeah I think that um you know, a lot of those girls have been in our gym training and working on their skill sets, which has been a huge piece of that. Um, and I think that a lot of them have been working very, very hard. There's probably five girls on this team that have been playing for me since we were in, they were in the seventh grade. Wow. And a handful of them have been training since they were either that age or younger. And then my red team, so our incoming freshman team, that's the first team that I have coached where every single one of them has done consistent skills training with me. So Fundamentals. That, that's really, yeah, I mean, I think that that just really goes back to fundamentals. And so that's been really special. In fact, there were a few times on the sidelines with Jace, I, I was getting emotional because I was so proud. <laughs> and I think that's me, you know, being a mom now too. I can't help but just be excited for, to see all of their um, success, you know, coming they're full circle. Yeah, exactly. Really need to see. Yeah. Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops, Krista Redpath in studio, as is Elisa Failer, Elisa Smith, which she played for uh, the Lady Grizz about 10 years ago. Is that crazy to think that it was 10 years ago? Makes I was looking old. up. I was looking up your <laughs> senior year. I was like, 2012, 2013. Man, that was actually a long time ago. No. It's crazy, right? Uh, Not I, that long, Colton. <laughs> Uh, I want to circle back to just the, the idea for your guys's your business and, and training center now, just in general, because mm -hmm. for those that are following along, obviously coaching club basketball, but also skill development, fundamentals development for a variety of, I mean, how many basketball clients do you have now? You must have dozens. You know, it kind of varies, but I mean, we probably have 
anywhere from around 100 to 130, depending yeah, on wow. the time of year. Um, we do hold our athletes, you know, accountable and, and require them to come in once a week. There's certainly some youngsters right now. I have some five-year-olds that are training, and nice. then I, I train, you know, kids that are back for summer um, from college, too. So it is interesting. Every hour is a little bit different, which I love. It kind of keeps me on my toes, and um, I think that, I certainly am challenged with how to keep five-year-olds entertained sometimes. Well, <laughs> well, tell, tell me about the, just the crossover with the strength training part of it, too, yeah. because uh, that's what your your husband yes. specializes in, and, and Steve yeah. was a uh, a weight room legend. I remember when we were – he's a grade younger than me, uh, maybe actually the same grade. All I know is I remember him from high school, and he was like a 190-pound receiver, and I was like, how's that failure kid going to play tight end? This is not going to work out that good. And then he went and put on like 50 pounds in one offseason because he mm-hmm. was lifting so hard. So he's loved this for a really long time. Yeah, he has. So and tell people just about the crossover there. Yeah, Stephen has a great mentor. Um, I'm not sure if you remember Mike Gerber. Oh, of he course. Yeah, Stephen so, and I have talked about Gerber yeah, quite amazing. a bit. Yeah, so Stephen, um, he keeps in really good, he, he keeps in touch with Ger- Mike Gerber, and we call him Gerbs, um, and he talks to him often he's constantly you know learning constantly keeping up on you know just the new things and um really there's I mean I guess I should say constantly keeping up on what they believe in and um I think that you know we have had such great success with our athletes who have been in the weight room and the results have been um pretty amazing and so um, we have a lot of athletes that do both basketball training and lifting, um, and that's certainly something we would love to see more of, but it's kind of not something I stress hard on the kids on the basketball side just because I want them to feel welcome anyway. But I would love to see more of our basketball players get in the weight room because I do believe in it, and I believe that what he's doing is the right thing and that the way that we train is the right way. Um, and the results have just been awesome. So Here's a good Mike Gerber story in case Steve's listening or uh, or Gerbs is listening. Uh, but there's a defensive end for the Grizzlies. A lot of you guys out there maybe don't know his name yet. His name's Henry Noose. And this kid grew up in Maine, but then his family moved to Kalispell uh, before his junior year. And he had no real aspirations or even thought it was a possibility to play college football. He somehow fell into training with Coach Gerber and put on like 30 pounds of muscle, became a Division One defensive end. They gave him a scholarship. I was talking to Barry Sachs, who's the defensive line coach for the Grizz, and he said he thinks he's going to be one of the breakout players of this year. So a testament to uh, getting involved in it. Sometimes it can help these athletes accelerate at a crazy pace, right? Yeah, and did you know that he's working for us now? Oh, he is? Very yeah. cool, even cooler. Yeah. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't spoken to Henry News yeah. since he was coming out of – Kalispell, because they always make the freshman off limits, and then we yeah. had a, you know a ten-year offseason with COVID or whatever yeah. we were doing. Yeah, and so, uh, so I'll, I'll be excited to talk to him again. But that's cool that he's working for you. Yeah. So both Hen, um, well, we call him Hank. Yeah. I didn't even know his real name was Henry, <laughs> but Hank and Gino Leonard are both oh, working cool. for Stephen in the weight room as well. Right, so, so Gino Leonard was a friend of this show. He was kind of our go-to interview, and he was a senior at Missoula Sentinel. That, it's such a funny deal because we get to know these guys, mm-hmm. and then sometimes when they go to the Grizz, then if they like redshirt, we can't talk to them for like two years. Yeah. So I'll be excited to talk to those guys, but that's yeah. cool those guys are helping out. Yeah, Gino's been training with Steven, I think, since middle school. Right. So um, it's pretty awesome, and he's actually kind of, both of them are kind of following in the footsteps of Jesse Sims as well. You know, another, he worked for us for a long time and for trained sure. with Steven for a long time too, so uh, we're excited about having uh, well, those and, and circle all the way back to when you were talking about your kids. That must be the, uh, or you mentioned Jesse working for mm-hmm. you and Jace Henderson working for you. Obviously, yeah. they were engaged to be married before uh, Jesse's tragic death. So that's cool that you were able to honor them with mm-hmm. that name. Yeah, we definitely felt like it was um, fitting, and we love the name. And 
um, it just felt right. So it's definitely a family affair at the gym. Yes. You have your kids running between. I know. And that's probably, managed. They're managed, <laughs> but they're there. And that's really neat yeah, to see. Yeah, it's pretty fun. I think that that's probably one of my favorite pieces and favorite things about the gym now is that we get to raise our kids in a really great community of athletes, but also families. And that's something that feels that I feel very fortunate in, in, and I think is very special at the gym is, you know, a lot of the time, I get this question all the time. Do your kids go to daycare or what do you do with your kids? And I'm like, well, Steven's mom's amazing. And so she does babysit once a week and we have a babysitter. But the amount of times that I've been like going through my phone and okay, well, we'll call this family or we'll call this family. And we have, there's so many families from the gym that I I definitely, I mean, I I can call them in case of emergency or, and a lot of the kids just absolutely love them too. So it's fun to see all these great role models for our kids. And I just hope that, Right now, they love it. I mean, Lincoln woke up this morning. He's like, can we go to the gym? Can we go to the gym? And I'm like, can we just, like, have a cup of coffee for a second stay at home um, before we go? But I think, you know, hopefully it stays that way because I, I definitely feel like we've got some great kids that they can look up to. And if they love it, I hope that they want to play and compete and work hard. We're so. on the Big Sky Women's Hoops. A Where Are They Now series this summer, co-hosted by Chris Redpath. Elisa Smith, Elisa Failer joining us here uh, in studio ESPN Radio, you're listening to Nuanas now. I thought about Jesse yesterday, actually, because the uh, number 37 jersey got passed along. And uh, I was thinking the last time they did it during spring was when he received it. And I remember it was a super cool moment. I remember my brother got some great pictures of him getting the jersey and stuff. And and uh, they've done it in a different fashion since then. Uh, but, but the news of the day yesterday, Marcus Wellnell uh, named number 37 this uh, for this upcoming season. So uh, the 16th guy to wear 37, fifth from Helena. I thought that was an amazing stat. That's Five cool. of the 16 guys have been from Helena. Mm-hmm. So uh, thought of Jesse and... Uh, Unfortunately, the only one of the 37s that's not still with us. But uh, what a way for, for his legacy to be carried on uh, as well. Uh, here's what we're going to do. I want to I want to continue this conversation. I want to talk about some Lady Grizz memories and maybe that's the uh, how that's influenced where Elisa is now. Uh, but first, we'll take a break. Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops, presented by Northern Rockies Orthopedic. Back right after this, it's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice. And that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. It's is now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. My five-year-old nephew... Showed me that song. It's a great song. I'm like, how do you know about this? How do you even know how to find this? Kids are just so uh, amazing. Alisa, is your, is your oldest one 
does he know how to do that kind of stuff no. yet? That's good. We're trying to kind of hold him off electronics. See, that's good. No, good yeah. for you. Good for you. Yeah, he's been, um, we've just, wa- we've been watching some more movies with him because mm. now with the baby, we need to like stay out of the heat mm-hmm. and sure, have a little sure. bit of downtime and his favorite right now is um, Clifford the Big Red Dog. Oh, that's good. I don't know good. if you've seen it. it. But the, um, when the uncle is babysitting, he I think he asks his niece, like, what do you want to do? Hit up, hit up the club? <laughs> so this morning, I was like, Lincoln, what do you want to do? And he goes, I don't know. Maybe hit up the club. No And I was like, way. what are you saying? <laughs> that is so good. <laughs> so that's good. why we stay away from electronics so he doesn't start saying more <laughs> things like that. No question. <laughs> Around the big scan of women's hoops. Here on Nuanas Now. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here on your Thursday Hope you're staying cool. It was, uh, I already had to change my clothes. I was wearing a suit earlier. I had to go to a memorial service. It was really hot in the church. I don't know. Nobody wants to talk about the weather. This weekend around the Big Can Women's Hoops with Krista Redpath and Elisa Smith-Failer, presented by Northern Rockies Orthopedics. At Northern Rockies Orthopedics, their team of exceptional orthopedic surgeons go above and beyond for each and every one of their patients. With the highest level of training within their specialties, You can trust that you're receiving truly top-notch orthopedic care at every appointment. For all your rehabilitation needs, you do not need to go any further than next door. Northern Rockies Physical Therapy provides state-of-the-art PT, hand therapy, and rehabilitation services by their eight orthopedic-trained physical therapists. Contact them at 406-721-6101 or visit their website at orthopedic.com for more information on how Northern Rockies Orthopedic uh, can help you. Chris, I know that uh, one thing we like to do around here, highlight some youth sports organizations. So uh, what's going on this week? Who are we highlighting? Well, we're gonna we're actually going to highlight the YMCA, which is, you know, the Missoula YMCA is dedicated to youth development, healthy living, and social responsibility. They're a 501c3. But these past couple weeks, both of my boys have been, uh, got their first aid and CPR certifications. Oh, cool. And I think that that's something that I want to talk about. The director of aquatic, her name is Rose Kahane, and she is the one who facilitates and manages these really important classes. And I'd like to see more kids get involved in this because I think you can help out a teammate, you can help out someone in need, and these classes start at age 12. So my boys are 13 and 14, but they sure learned a lot in their certifications. Um, they're extremely important to, to help a lot of, in, in a lot of different situations. So by calling 406-721-9622 or visiting ymcamissoula.org, you can make a donation or you could get involved. Very important for our community. Thank you very much, Krista. Our guest this week played for the University of Montana in the late 2000s and early 2010s. It's been, uh, been 10 years now. Crazy to think <laughs> about that. Uh, but Elisa now coaching uh, the youth in this community, working at Failure Sports Specific with her husband, Stephen Failure, former uh, University of Montana tight end. When you guys first uh, got married and then were uh, first out of college and Stephen was chasing the NFL dreams. What did you think of, of all of that? I mean, what was that experience like? Because, I mean, for a partner, a spouse, it's a hectic life. Yeah, that was actually before we even met. Oh, wow. So, so you didn't even know him. That I, yeah. I guess I rela- I just think of yeah. you guys together. Yeah. But he, so know. we met right well, before. Because I guess he's several, we are several years Europe. older than you. Yeah, right? we were in Europe, and he was trying to talk you back to, to <laughs> talking you into coming back from <laughs> Romania. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He didn't really talk me back into coming. So we met right before. Yeah, we no went, credit for Steve. I know. We went, well, he does get some credit because he schmoozed me with a basketball court, which he built when I was gone. But Ooh, um, good, he good. and I met right before my senior year. And okay. so he had started doing some strength training and had kind of, I think, given up 
NFL mm, teams at mm-hmm, that point. Mm-hmm. So he was kind of done with that. Um, and, and that was a really hard transition for him, I know. Um, but that's kind of how we met. He actually was looking for a female employee to help with the strength, the strength, co- uh, the strength side of things. Sure. And I was, I, I remember I went in and kind of, um, observed what he was doing and he was using the loyal weight room at the time. Okay. And I was like, this is kind of cool, but not really anything that I want to get, you know, and anything I want to do at the moment. And then a couple of weeks later, we actually hit it off at um, Misty uh, and Brian Qualley's wedding. Oh, very nice. So, where's um, Brian Qualley? Yeah, yeah. so Stephen and Misty groomed, too. Yeah, my oh, lady girls. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. So Misty um, and I played together, and then Stephen actually roomed with Brian Qualley in college, mm. and so we um, kind of connected there and started dating before we ever even worked together. Mm. Um, so we dated for almost a whole year before I even started doing any sort of basketball training. Oh, so cool. um, all through my senior year, and then I actually, well, two years, and then I played overseas in Romania. And um, when I came back from Romania, I was actually pretty burnt out and done with basketball mm. um, just because it was it was a really great experience that I'm incredibly grateful for, but it was very challenging. I think that the, I'm a, I'm a, I love playing team basketball, and it's a little bit different over there. It's a business. Sure. I mean, like, when I played, it was a yeah, business. It's a it's business. Like you, you get your 20 points, 10 rebounds a game, and exactly. you're paid. It's not anything like And I struggled experience. with that just because I wasn't really, um, I mean, I didn't score a bunch of, I didn't score a lot. And so offensively, I feel like I did a lot of other little things that weren't really valued over there as much. Um, and... I mean, we'd be winning. I'm pretty sure our coach was betting on our games. And so oh I am very, gosh. I'm very lucky. I'm really glad that I did it and, and very, very grateful for the opportunity and had um, a really good friend on my team as well. But it was, by the time I got back, I was kind of like, okay, I'm definitely, I always said I wanted to do it for a year. Yeah. Um, and I sometimes wonder like if I, you know, what, if I would have done it for another year, but really I don't spend that much time thinking about it because by the time I got back, I was kind of like, I did it. I'm glad I did it but I was kind of done. Um, and so when I came back, Steven had expanded the gym that he was in and put like less than a, I think there was like less than a foot right above the very, very top of the three point line. And I started doing some training out of there and I was working, I mean, I think every summer day I was working like 13 hour days wow. and trying to get everybody in because I only had one hoop and one court, right, so I could right. only do one thing at a time. And so, um, so that's kind of how that started. Yeah, Steven and I, I know a lot of people I think are like, oh, you were, you know, working out with him and then started dating him or but it didn't no it wasn't like that (laughs) so 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 lisa we have to take it back to your playing days we haven't talked much about the lady grizz and so i want to start first of all you're a three-year starter Mm -hmm. for the lady grizz which is really big during your your four years of playing Mm -hmm. um one of the most memorable games that i was at was over in spokane when you played ucla Mm -hmm. your sophomore year you were uh, a number 13 seed I mean, an amazing game mm-hmm. that you barely lost. I know. 55 to 47. Very but close. what I also remember is you dominating the game. So 14 points, and you were just taking over left and right on the defensive end and the offensive end. And I'm looking around going, they're going to do this. Mm-hmm. And it was, was so fine. close. So talk about that experience. Yeah, I think, um, well, that experience in general, I think only being a sophomore, I think freshman year um, was amazing and, and very challenging mm-hmm. all at once. Um, and then I think our sophomore year, I remember in our pregame at Gonzaga, I think um, Trish Deuce was like, if you're open, you shoot it. And I remember her Love telling it. me. And, Love Coach Deuce. <laughs> and so I felt like that kind of gave me like the confidence that I needed because that was something that um, I felt like I kind of struggled with off and on. And so I just remember like, like if I caught it even three feet behind the three-point lane, I was going to shoot it. And um, 
I think I just was lucky. A lot of them went in that game. Uh, I don't know if it was luck, but I felt like the confidence and I felt like the basket was like this big <laughs> on that particular day. The Lady Grizz have made the NCAA tournament numerous times. I went four times as a player, but rarely have they gotten close. Mm -hmm. And again, your senior season, mm -hmm. you win. You win the Big Sky Conference at home, which, which I know is, awesome. is one of your most memorable yeah. experiences. But you play Georgia, which I also played Georgia. Mm -hmm. And we did not lose by 20. We lost by more. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you were so close there as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, two NCAA experiences where you were really in the mix mm -hmm. for both of those games. Yeah, I think that I'm very, very lucky and very fortunate to have had both of those opportunities and those experiences because that's literally why you play is to get to that point. Um, and we wanted it so bad. Um, but I think what's really cool is that, you know, we, we did it by, like, we just had a great a great team. I mean, the, the, we had a lot of the same players. Our, I mean, our freshman class, I mean, a lot of the core that we had sophomore year was a similar core that we had senior year as well. So Kenzie DeBoer, Katie Baker, Jordan Sullivan, Tori Hill, Kelly Cole. Am yes. I touching on some yes. of your teammates here? Yeah, Allie uh, Hurley, yeah. Yes, Allie Hurley. Um, yeah. Just a great group of mm -hmm. players and solid. Yeah, it was um, it was a great group, and we're all really close friends too, and I think that that's um, it's special. I feel very lucky to have been a part of a program that has such a great like Lady Grizz um, tradition, I guess. It's just, it's, it's, it's special. Tori Hill got married a couple weeks ago mm -hmm. and we, it was like a, a, a mini Lady Grizz reunion and we all got together at Rob's on the Sunday after. I saw that. And, I saw a great um, picture of all of you kids. with the kids. Yeah, it was really fun. But so. it, it is interesting and Coulter, we've talked about this is that what you learn on the basketball court extends so far off the court. Mm -hmm. So when you get together with your players and teammates and the last thing you're really talking about is, oh, remember this game when I scored a three-pointer? Exactly. I did this. And right. you're not talking about that. No, you the friendships, the you remember. Yes, you remember things like that. And yeah. so it's just, I, I look at, I have so many different Lady Grizz groups, and mm -hmm. I'm sure you do too, looking yeah. at the years you played. Yes. You have your core group. <laughs> But you also extend, you know, you talk about Sarah Enna, yes. who was just an incredible Lady Grizz, but mm -hmm. also formative for you because yeah. she was a senior when you were a freshman. Yeah. Talk about that relationship. So she was a, C, a junior when I was oh, a junior, freshman. Oh, excuse me, junior. Um, so she, I played two years with her, and she and I actually are from the same area. So she's from Kirkland, and I was from Monroe. And I actually played on a high school team, like up on a high school team with her when I was either in the seventh or eighth grade. So we knew each other and had, you know, a lot of great... Um, I have, a, I mean, I looked up to her. I, I was playing up on a high school team and I just remember thinking the world of these upperclassmen. And so it was really fun when I was being recruited. It was kind of funny because I feel like I would talk to a handful of other schools or during the recruiting process and would have these very long, lengthy conversations that I felt like I really like had this really in-depth relationship with. And then with Rob, it was like, very short and sweet and business-like. Yep, we still want you. Okay, great. Like, glad things are going well, you know? And it was just so... And so I remember, like, talking to Sarah, like, what's he like? What, you know, what... Tell me about him. And she's like, oh, he's so funny. And I just remember thinking... <laughs> I remember thinking, really? He's like, probably watching or yeah, listening. I know. So I hope he is. That. Yeah, I hope he is. Um, because I definitely... Um, I mean, I saw pieces of that when I came on my um, unofficial visit. And then I saw that again when I came on my um, official visit. And I actually was trying to decide between University of Pacific, who the head coach is actually now the head coach at Utah, where Jordy's coaching. Oh, interesting. Which is kind of funny. And I loved her. Um, and then Montana. So it kind of came down to those two. And I I remember Shannon gave me a big hug on my official visit and she was like, you look so much better in maroon and silver. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And I remember thinking, okay, I do 
think this is the right fit. So, um, yeah, I'm really glad I ended up here. And I think we had a really great, great career. I had a great, I couldn't have asked for a better career with a great group of girls. And um, really, really fortunate to have played for Rob as well. So, Nuan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops, Krista Redpath, our Big Sky Conference analyst, joining us in studio, as is Elisa Failer, Elisa Smith, when she played for the Lady Grizz uh, senior year there in 2012-2013. Because it's a Thursday, like we do every Thursday, we got a six-pack of beer and a sandwich from Warden's Market. All you got to do right now, call us, call our number 3-406-888-1029. Any six-pack, any sandwich. Six pack and a sandwich every Thursday during the four o'clock hour here uh, on Nuana is now caller number three four zero six eight 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 one zero two nine. Do you remember? You just said kind of what the deciding factor was, but did you know anything about the Lady Grizz before they started recruiting you? So I remember I came Could, on. Is that in the Seattle area? Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's like forty-five minutes northeast of Seattle. Okay, so like by Everett, kind of. Mm-hmm. Okay. I went to, actually went to a private school in Everett. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. What, which Archbishop Murphy? Arch, I, I knew that actually. Yeah. Okay. So Archbishop Murphy is like a two-A school, right? Because I covered mm-hmm. high school sports in Washington for two years. Yep. And they're really good. They're mm-hmm. really good at football too, right? Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah, we. Um, yeah, we had a we lost in the state championship my senior year. Yeah. We were undefeated and then lost in the state championship. So that was a heartbreaker. But um, I did not know very much about University of Montana until I came on an unofficial. So my sophomore year, I remember we lost in districts, and my dad and I hopped in the car and came over and watched the um, conference tournament. I believe here hmm. at the University of Montana, and I remember. Um, just getting to know like what an incredible fan base there was. Well, the, and, and those kind of, teams were really, really good then too. Mm-hmm, right? Yeah. So I was watching um, Brittany Loman and Mandy, Mandy Morales, Morales. And yep, Sonia. Mandy was our guest last yeah, week. Yep. And Sonia and um, uh, jo- Johanna, Johanna uh, all of those Jessa. guys. Yeah, Jessa. Yeah, yeah. yeah, those guys were all seniors that year. So they all graduated. Um, well, they were seniors right before we came in as freshmen. But I remember watching them play. And... Um, they gave me all these brochures and kind of all this content. And I mean, it's an eight hour drive. So on the way home, I was just like flipping through it and thinking, holy cow, the record this is book a is big inc- deal. Incredible. Yeah. Cause I remember when I, you know, when I was first being recruited, I was kind of like, I don't know, my mom's from Butte. Like, oh, I don't wow. know if I want to go to Montana. Like all I really knew was Butte. Sure. Um, <laughs> and, uh, Bonnie, yeah. we should, give a, we, we should give a shout out to your parents because <laughs> hopefully they will listen to the podcast <laughs> yes. later if they're totally. not watching. Yes. So yeah. Um, no, I think that I had, you know, both of them were incredibly supportive with whatever decision I wanted to do as long as it was what I felt like was right. And, um, but yeah, it was fun to, I, I mean, I have a lot of really great recruiting memories with both of my parents and, um, we, they kind of had to divide and conquer since I have a younger brother as well. So, um, but yeah, I remember coming home from that trip specifically, there was, it was snowing and, um, I remember just thinking like, wow, this is a really, really big deal. And, um, feeling very, very honored and lucky to, um, be recruited by them too. So it was fun. They were, um, I think they were like one of the first people to offer me a full ride. And so that was, that was special and something I definitely took into consideration as well. So Elisa, I loved watching you play because you were that utility player. Mm -hmm. You did so many things on both ends of the floor. And that's something that I have a lot of respect for. And you know, Robin Selvig does Mm -hmm. too, you know, Mm -hmm. playing defense, getting rebounds, getting the lost ball, you know, going out of bounds, diving for the loose ball, I should say. Um, But I also want to talk about your big game against Montana State, (laughs) where you hit three threes in the final four minutes. I know. Down in Bozeman. 
have to talk a little bit about that because that's a pretty big win. Yes. Was that my sophomore year? A uh, junior year. Junior year. Okay. Junior year. Yes. Well, when I was looking at the sophomore schedule, it was a total aside, but I was looking at the sophomore schedule down towards the UCLA box score. I saw it on there. Did you guys play the Cats twice in a row? Do you remember that? The schedule said you played them in back-to-back games. I have a terrible memory when it comes to basketball. Interesting. I I have a bad memory. But I do remember beating the Cats. And I don't know. I don't think we lost in Bozeman once in my four years of playing. We lost to them at home, which really, really was not fun at all. Right. But um, it was also really fun to beat them at home. So at their place. For sure. That was, those yeah. are fun Montana State teams. Yeah. Katie Bussey was on those teams. She yeah. was a great right. player. Yeah, well. I was going to say, good players. Montana For sure. State. Yeah. But no, I, um, yeah, I remember that was just, um, I mean, it was coming down to the wire. I remember we had been struggling to score offensively a majority of that game. 61-54. So yeah. it was yep. a grinding game. Yes. And uh, yeah, again, not an offensive clinic mm-hmm. by any means, but you put one on. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, that was fun. I remember... Um, I don't necessarily remember like every detail of that game, but I remember hitting some big threes and I remember winning. So that is um, a fun memory for me to have for sure. Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops, where are they now? Summer Series this week presented by Northern Rockies Orthopedic. Fellowship trained orthopedic care in Western Montana, proudly serving Western Montana for more than 30 years. And uh, Chris, I know you have been uh, a personal client as well as your sons have been uh, over there to Northern Rockies Orthopedics as well. So tell people about that. Well, I don't know if I should start talking about all my ailments because we've already talked about my knee, (laughs) but I have a torn shoulder. So I have a labrum tear. And Dr. Jacobson has been amazing over there. Just the level of care from start to finish with their non-physicians, their PAs, they're calling them non-physicians, which to me is kind of an odd term, but Mm -hmm. um, physician assistants uh, to just scheduling. It's just, it's really um, seamless over there and they're very helpful. My son has a sports condition called Oshkud Slaughters, which is, it's just, it's growing. It's called being tall. uh, Yeah, (laughs) it is. Um, But Dr. Stainer has been incredible with the care. Just taking the time um, with Dave and I to talk about it with Evan and for him to understand. Um, And then Michaela Westhoff, who former Lady Grizz, his PA has also done a fantastic job. She, I mean, I text her, I ask her questions. (laughs) She gets right back to me. So the entire clinic over there is responsive and does a really good job with with youth very cool you can uh, find out more about northern rockies orthopedics by calling 406-728-6101 or by visiting their website at orthopedic.com one more and she's gonna stick around for a little while we gotta (laughs) we gotta uh get krista going here about uh maybe the the future superstar that her team's trying to trade for but also more lady grizz memories around the big sky women's hoops Mm -hmm. Elisa Failer joining us in studio. More on Nuanas now. Back after this. This is Nuanas now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. I don't know uh, if our co-host of Around the Big Sky Women's Hoops here on Nuanas Now is going to be able to survive if if the Celtics trade Jalen Brown. Welcome back, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Chris Redpath joining us in studio, as well as our guest this week on Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops, Where Are They Now? Elisa Failer. She was Elisa Smith when she played for the Lady Grizz, now married to former Grizz tight end Stephen Failer, and uh, working out there at Failer Sports Specific, coaching the kids up on the uh, hardwood, as well as helping them with their strength training as well. Uh, before we get to um, more of this great interview, 
Lady Grizz memories. Krista, you were quite upset the other day uh, about the, the... I was. I was texting. The flo- I was the texting you back and forth upset about it. The trade of potentially one of your guys, your big Celtics fan now. And uh, I don't much like the Celtics, but I do very much like Jalen Brown. I wouldn't trade Jalen Brown for almost anybody in the NBA, I don't think. Well, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are such a good duo together. And so I think what's hard is you look at a player like Kevin Durant. Amazing. We know this. For sure. Although Golden State won without him. So I just want to... Put that on sure. the air. They Three won. times in they, So what happened with the Thunder, I don't know. Well, but he was he, only 22 back then, but... Uh, okay. Still. Uh, still. <laughs> I mean, they got to the finals. Just, he, uh, uh, yes. That, that was one of the great young teams. That's what people don't understand. The NBA is an old guy league. You don't win championships in the NBA until you're in your 30s. And not even Michael Jordan well, won championships yeah, until say, he's in his 30s. It took him eight 30s. years. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah, and like you were saying, when you were defending Jason Tatum the other day, which is a good point. I mean, he's still only, like, what, 25 years old? I mean, he's yes. got a lot of, of room left to grow. Well, and but- Katie's 34. So, when you look at the youth, I'm like, what are we building in Boston? What are we trying to do here? I don't think that you have to worry about it, though, because I don't think that it's going to happen. I don't think that Kevin Durant's going to approve that trade either. I don't think he wants to go to Boston. Well, and I don't think we should lose Marcus Smart either. So you could you could take me down 10 rabbit holes here, and I'm <laughs> not for this trade. I, but the problem is the media now has gotten involved. Oh, for sure. And so now you've got um, Jalen, you know, tweeting out SMH, like shaking my head. Like, now I just wonder if he's lost hope or lost a little trust in... Brad Stevens yeah. in the office on what's going to happen here. Yeah, it is interesting. Elisa, do you have any perspective on the NBA? Do you follow it or not? I do not follow as much as I should. I mean, um, I don't know if necessarily you should. You're working with young yeah, people. You no, you've, follow, I know. you've got kids. I feel you like should, when follow, you have young you should kids. follow high school and college hoops yes. where it's yeah. not just just well, crazy yeah. I'm calling games drama. two culture, but I, there's right. something no, I, about I the no, NBA. I, totally, yeah. I love the NBA. I get into it in the end, but I have a hard time. I mean, we don't watch TV. We don't have TV at home. And mm, I mean, guys. all of our time that we're not at the gym, I feel like I'm spending with my kids. So um, that is probably, I should definitely, being a basketball trainer and a basketball coach, I always have that battle. I'm like, Steven's always like, we got to get this game on. And I'm like, I got to get the kids well, down. And <laughs> as Lincoln, right. as you know, your yeah. kids now, I mean, I'm watching with Evan. He's got a Tatum jersey on mm-hmm. so that's i mean every game is on in our house so mm-hmm. as your kids get older yeah, that's definitely. what will end up happening yeah. did you follow the lady grizz stuff much um i have followed them more recently i feel like yeah, yeah. um especially since we've had a few of the lady grizz um come in the gym like abby's been working out of the gym sure and sammy and sophia and, and you had some Taylor. of your some of your peers like helping coach too yeah. both the lady grizz exactly. and for you i mean obviously yeah. jace henderson is a the crossover yeah and there. carmen actually has been working for us as oh, well she has carmen yeah Jacoba, yeah good. she's been working for us um this summer she helped a little bit actually the day that jace lynn was born she came in, um, we had Jamar came in and helped, and then uh, Carmen came in and helped, and I was actually, like, having contractions at the gym. Oh, wow. Which is hilarious now, but at the time, or now I'm like, what was I thinking? Sure. Um, but, yeah, so Carmen um, helped a little bit, and then her season kind of got in full swing, and then she's been helping a little bit, but... Um, She's, uh, yeah, she's awesome. I love her. And Brandon G. Feller worked for us, too. So we have lots of um, Grizz and Lady Grizz connections. Carmen is um, in the running, even for maybe Big Sky MVP. This next year, uh, around the Big Sky Women's Hoops this next winter is going to be very fun because the league is going to be, I think, extremely good. You talk Mm -hmm. about senior years for Carmen G. Feller at Montana, Darian White at Montana State, Beyonce B. at Idaho. Those are three Mm -hmm. of the better players I've covered in the last 10 Mm -hmm. or 15 years. And uh, and then you talk about the influx of talent to Lady Grizz with Gina Markson transferred from Idaho, Sammy Facken coming back. I mean, the Bobcats are the reigning champions. I mean, so this is going to be a really fun mm-hmm. year in the big sky. Yeah. What, what do you think of the progress that women's basketball has made? It's crazy. I, I it's, it's kind of interesting because I feel like I'm, 
you know, I'm having to evolve evolve as a trainer and like evolve with the game. And For there's sure. a lot of things that I'm like, man, if I would have only done this as a player, it would have been so much better. For sure. It's funny because I, mean, I play some pickups still and I'm like, man, sometimes I feel like I'm better now than I was back then. But. For sure. I mean, to think about, right, the, with the, all the actions and all of the, the slick stuff that teams run now. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at the big sky. Like Idaho runs so much cool. I mean, they're running Golden State Warriors sets pretty mm-hmm. much, right? Think about how many threes somebody like Sonia Rogers would have hit mm-hmm. if she's playing in that system, you know? I mean, it, yeah. she just, led the nation in three-point right. circle percentage your senior totally. season, but you think if she would have got the numbers Imagine that, like, a Taylor Pierce... That's what I'm saying. If she shoots mm-hmm. twice as many, she might make 150 threes in a season, right? right. Thinking right. of Friends and Pierce, the Slash sisters. For but you're sure. absolutely right, Coulter. So how do you balance that part of it? Because the three-point shot has become... I, I would actually argue that the three-point shot in women's basketball is more dangerous of a, wep- a scoring weapon than exists in any other sport, because it's worth a full one third more than the others. Yeah. And if you can run sets and have set shooters, you can shoot it at a 45% clip. It's yeah. the math works to shoot a bunch of them, right? So yeah. how do you balance that? Well, you know, I think it's kind of interesting. So my first year of coaching travel ball, I kind of had a group of, um, I had a bunch of seniors and then only, I think only maybe one or two like sophomore or juniors. And, um, that was my first year and we struggled. I mean, it was a really great group of kids who have worked really hard mm-hmm. and some of them wanted the opportunity to play at the next level and I think they all got looks. Um, but I definitely think, you know, the year after that and the year after that, it was kind of like, okay, we don't, it was really hard for our teams to compete because so many other kids can shoot the three. And so many other teams can shoot the three because a lot of kids specialize at a young, young age. And I don't necessarily think that it's important to specialize. I like that a lot of our girls play multiple sports. Um, But I do think that if, you know, kids from Montana in general, if they have a desire of playing at the next level or playing college basketball, they have to put in more time on the basketball court than any other sport in order to have a chance. Um, And that's one thing with, Jace actually helped with this um, this last year, we did a 10,000 shot club with our team. And Very then we cool. did a 6,000 shot club with our incoming freshman team because we felt like a thousand a week would be a little bit tough. So we did 600 for them for 10 weeks. And I think um, seven or eight out of nine, or sorry, seven out of eight or six out of eight on our younger team. And then everybody on our high school team, except for the two that we had to pick up last minute, completed it. And it was so impressive. hands down the best shooting teams I had had. And it was so fun to see the progress and the development of every single kid. And so I definitely think, I mean, I the, the game of basketball has evolved so much since I played. And I think that it She's is getting hard. better. It's getting better and better and better. And it's getting more competitive and harder and harder for kids who want to play. You know, there's a lot of kids that say they want to play. But they don't, you know, unless you talk about these things that they need to do at a young age, it's hard for them to stand a chance because there's so many good shooters in high school. Well, this could go on forever. I wish it could, but uh, (laughs) we're up against it. Thanks to Northern Rockies Orthopedic Fellowship Trained Orthopedic Care in Western Montana, proudly serving Western Montana for more than 30 years. Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops will be back next week. Krista, do we know who is joining us we next week? We have a week? Bobcat, Fallon Freegee. Very next good, Fallon Freegee, favorite of yes. this show, former Big Sky MVP, transfer from North Dakota to Montana State, and uh, now has been playing internationally recently, right? Yes, she has. So we, we'll talk about her dental school. Oh, I love some it. Other pieces. She, I'm glad she's still on that because yes. she was definitely on that in college. So, uh, Look forward to that 4 o'clock hour next week. We'll be back in just a minute, top of the hour. 
But thanks so much for being here, Lisa. Absolutely. This was great thanks for having me. You. Yeah. Uh, before we let you go, just if people want to get involved in failure sports specific or just know more about it, just tell people how uh, they can find yeah. you guys. Um, Stephen and I are terrible with technology. We do have a website. <laughs> it's terribly. The website's I mean, great. Well, actually, yeah. We did, uh, one of our employees, Drew Sheridan, um, he did a fantastic job this last year and helped us kind of like revamp our website. So I should say it's not terrible. It's great now. But we don't really get on there and update it much. But our contact information <laughs> is on there. And, um, you know, just calling or emailing is probably the best way. And we're always on our phones. So that would be the best way to get in touch with us. Well, great catching up with you. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. How about some more fun? Carol and Chica Doesn't Know Sports. Next, hour number two. Nuana's now coming at you. Back after this, ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 